Hey kids, you're listening to the internet's wettest podcast about video games, consoles, and pancakes. VSML Podcast. I ruin everything. I do kind of want a sound clip of myself saying, "Like, oh no, I have to eat disease sticks from Joe's loins now." No, you're not getting that. Oh, it's up there with gaping butthole. And we do have fall into the abyss of my gaping butthole. It's just so funny because you just said that word, and I was like, I almost had this like. uh this weird starstruck moment. I've heard you say it so many times, you know, and then when you said it again, it's just like it is in the sound clip. It's like when you hear the people do when you hear the people do the King of the Hill, you know, voices when they're on Conan or whatever, and you're like, whoa. Anyway. It's really him. It's the butthole guy. Uh, oh my god. That's beautiful. My legacy has been cemented in SML history. I am right. forever the butthole guy <laughs> yes you are because what's up everyone this is the sml podcast i'm your host joe uh jacob how's it feel to be the butthole guy uh, pretty good at least history will recall my many deeds or at least the butthole <laughs> yeah that one big deed that one gaping deed oh man anyway jacob's here aki's here brie is here and grant is here again how is everyone doing Rawr. good Rawr. <laughs> <laughs> broke Aki again <laughs> every time she says it all I can think of is her doing like a little crab the, you know the crab dance where they pinch their claws and they go from side to side that's all I can picture her doing I don't know why <laughs> doing it right now. Dr. Zoidberg <laughs> yes and I can picture it so clearly <laughs> <laughs> Like the dinosaur one would be super cute, but I can't picture anything but the crab one. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh my lord! <laughs> so we know Aki's broken. How is everyone else's week? <laughs> not not as broken as, as that, but hey, <laughs> something in the air vents. Uh, air. I'll hopefully, that. I'll take some of that. I'm it's okay. just going to be one of those nights, isn't it? Jacob, how was your week? Yes. Uh, say something. Um, say I something mean, stupid. <laughs> well, I mean, that's usually what okay, just comes that's out, of my mouth. out of you. I don't know. Like, my week's been relatively normal. I mean, my youngest still has strep throat. So, <laughs> hey, let oh, him geez. talk. <laughs> Thanks, Aki. I'm, I'm, gla- I'm glad. <laughs> Glad, glad you showed me the same respect I show you when you talk on reviews. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Hey, I try to mute myself when you're talking. I usually do. Just not. I always. wish you'd just mute yourself during the whole fucking show. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I would, but then my reviews wouldn't get done because telepathy just doesn't quite work. True. I won't mention one thing I'm doing. I, I almost I forgot. I mean, we talked like what two hours ago, Joe, but I still was just like, oh shit, it's six. 
I'm, I've been tasked with putting a, like a metal playlist together for my eight year old nephew. Cause he's like, because of stranger things, just like with all the kids, he's like the biggest Metallica fan ever now. And he's getting nice. into like pumpkins and green day and shit. It's really weird. Cause wow. it, it all comes back around. Right. And so, but he's mm. like, he likes the iron maiden stuff. Um, so I'm trying to like, think about good metal from like, like circa 90, uh, that I can put like a 10 song uh, playlist together uh, of, and I have some stuff already, but were, was anyone a metalhead back in from that era? Like not necessarily the hair metal, but like the guys that wore the dark, you know, uh, the, the guys that looked the same, but didn't have pink hair and had black leather jackets instead. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it qualifies, um, but you could throw head like a hole on there. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was just I mean, like, I wasn't like big hair bands. Yeah, Megadeth's well, Symphony of Destruction jumped into my head when you said that. So that's really good. That's really good. I'm writing that right? down. Right? Yeah. Okay. I was yeah. gonna say. I mean, like I'd throw in some uh, uh, Dokken and ACDC. Yep. 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 I'm doing that. He's familiar with. Uh, I got some Anthrax on there. Um, okay. Uh, he, I know he likes Iron Maiden already. I know he's been introduced to Megadeth, but I don't know if he's heard much. But Symphony of Destruction would be a good a good one for mm-hmm. that. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. How, so, how so, late are you going? Like mid nineties? I don't know, though? man. Like, maybe rage. It's like, things sort of like well that's the thing it's sort of that there's a certain there's a certain chugga chugga from 1988 to 1991 right and i don't know like <laughs> i think he might like rage but it's also a very different thing than mm-hmm. the, the shredding guitar solos of metallica so i i'm you know i want i want to i want to take some steps sideways to like head like a hole like sure that's, acdc yeah. big balls big balls i don't yes. even know what song that is I was thinking even some like early Soundgarden. Yeah, it's the song Big Balls. It's on uh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it is hilarious. Yes, it is. Big Balls. 76. The biggest balls of them all. Cannot believe Dirty Deeds is 76. Damn. That's how Big Balls is probably one of my favorite ACDC songs just because it's so stupid. Well, this has all (laughs) been logged. So thank you all for your contributions. (laughs) No worries. Oh man, should we get to news? Sure. Let's let's yeah. get the depression out the way because apparently there, that's there is a lot did. of depression. Let's start with the good stuff first. Uh, PlayStation Plus game catalog update for December nineteenth came out, and it is a massive load of games. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five. Wow. Str- Strangers of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin. Moto GP twenty three Metal Hellsinger, Salt and Sacrifice, Moon Scars, Mega Man Eleven, Gigabash, Grime, Tinykin, Proteus, mm-hmm. and the Three Shadow Run uh, Returns remakes. Re- that's pretty good. Whatever. Pretty good. That's, that's a, that's a, a hell stuff. of a lineup. Man, Proteus yeah. is good. Do you guys like Proteus? I have no. not. Damn. What's it it's like? Awesome. Oh, it's like um it it it's 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 looks like a cross between like a first person shooter that has sprites Ooh. as um as their uh as for enemies kind of like doom and stuff you know like so there's been a lot of callback fps's boomer shooter resurgence as you guys know in the last 2 years or so but this mm-hmm. one's got like it has more of a of like a um voxel look to it like all the blood and all the like all, there's a lot of stuff that isn't flat and it's and the lighting's really really good, uh, and it just plays like a dream. It's just awesome. Like it's the best 
it's the most fun I've had with one of those boomer shooter re- redos in, in, in a while. And it's awesome. It, killer music, like worth, I think it's on Game Pass. Um, I think maybe, or yes, because I played it. So yes, it is. And I didn't buy it. Um, so worth it. Like great game. Uh, so give that one a shot. If you got a craving for some OG first person, no aim down sight first person shooter, give that a shot. It's good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Jacob, did you play that one? That sounds like something you might have done. What did I do? Proteus? Nope. Uh, Not to be confused with Proteus with a T, which is that like weird, like uh, uh, walking art game from 2015. You know what I'm talking about with all the flat color? Anyway, very different Proteus with a D. Proteus with a D. Uh, anyway. I didn't play either of them. Gotcha. So you got two Proteuses to play, apparently. <laughs> cool. Nice. Uh, some classics come into the, the PlayStation lineup. Uh, just a handful of them. Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2. So. Nice. Uh, and then the actual classics. Uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command from the PlayStation 1. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, then. It's a, it's a choice. And then these are interesting. Thrillville for PS2, <laughs> which marks the first new PS2 game that they've released in quite some time and Thrillville off the rails for PSP. <laughs> Never heard of that series of games. <laughs> like roller coaster. Roller coasters, yeah. Uh I'm assuming a roller coaster tycoon game. Yeah. Mm, that explains it. And then uh the other good news I have, <laughs> that's how limited my good news is this week. PDP is teasing new instruments for the Fortnite festival mode. Uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, to be compatible with Rock Band 4. Yeah. Uh, people have been clamoring for new instruments for years. And if it's fucking Fortnite that gives us new instruments, that is the funniest timeline. And I will buy so many guitars to have stock holded. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to have a, just a stockpile of those things. I guess you could do like, um, can you take like a PC guitar and map keys to it, like buttons? When for when you, I guess you need when you're playing a guitar, you need two buttons. You got to hold the button, you got to hold the fret button down, and you have to strum, right? So it's yeah. like a combo of buttons. So I guess you can't just map it with like Joy to Key or something. I'm trying to figure out a way to use old gear for the for the mode. Um, uh, there is there is a thing called the roll limitless that has that allows you to use like Wii instruments and PlayStation instruments on basically anything and it works through your computer and it's tied to an Xbox controller so that's how it syncs up to the game. I don't know how it works but it's it's made it much easier to get into the game late. Hmm. If you could get Have one you- of those roll limitless adapter things. Have you guys, any of you guys played the new Fortnite modes? I have not. No. I, I tried the both festivals a lot of fun. I tried, well, Thracer's three, there's Lego too, but I'm not really a builder guy, but yeah, I tried the rocket racing and the festival and the Lego one. And it is festival, festival, festival is like the most, the most lean version of a, of like one song at a time rock band. I mean, it's you it's four buttons for all the way through hard and an expert has five uh and then the song list is pretty weak in my opinion but that's just my opinion it's like i'm one of those guys where like if there's not an actual guitar in in a song um but you're playing it on a guitar it's weird but it's just a lot of like newer pop stuff but there are i think there are a couple classics i think there's a queen song in there and that's cool um 
but uh it's okay it's just you just play one song and you're done uh you you go into a lobby pick an instrument pick your difficulty everyone does it independently and then you just go and try to score points um and uh it's okay and the rocket racing is uh rocket league guys made a racer and it's fantastic but it's so it doesn't there's nothing to it like there's no it's just you know you play one game you play one race a random track and it's over but the controls are fantastic it has this drift mechanic where when you drift when you when you're done drifting it auto boosts and the boost you get is based on the amount of drift you did similar to the mario kart but it feels different um but yeah it's great so like the bones are there for both modes but it's feeling pretty lean i feel like it's a little too early to talk about instruments when there's barely any songs to play but they must have a plan right i mean i i would imagine like right now there's only what like 30 songs in fortnite festival and from what i understand it's like a daily rotation of free songs or you can pay v bucks to own a song the problem is when you convert the v bucks songs are like five bucks yeah, I think that's what it is. Is I, I didn't realize there were 30. It would only let me select from maybe six, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe there were more in there than I, and I didn't realize uh, they were there. But yeah, if you can't pick them until you go through the free-to-play hurdles, then that's no fun. Yeah, but, I, uh, and you know. the fact that they're they're asking so much per song really worries me. I mean, I can understand if Rock Band DLC has to go up in price. It's been $2 a song for 15 years if it's got to go to three bucks a song whatever but up to five bucks a song that's just a bit too steep yep Mm. but i'm excited at the prospect of them doing instruments for this festival mode uh apparently harmonics confirmed that they're going to make your current rock band instruments work in the Fortnite festival eventually sometime next year but I would imagine that any new instruments that they produce for this festival would work in Rock Band 4. And of course, people are buzzing that maybe this will lead to Rock Band 5. Because from, be cool. from my understanding, nice. this mode has been doing really well. Cool. So, I think. Fingers crossed. Well. Yeah. Uh, now the bad news. Uh, the ESA confirmed E3 is officially dead. Boo. Boo. I'm I'm just so neutral on that. I mean, like it's it would have never come back the same the same way. I don't know. Keeley's just sort of grabbed it, and he he it was an opportunity. And Summer Games Fest, even though it isn't the same kind of like it's not a bunch of people running around the show floor doing dumb yeah. shit kind of thing. But I don't know. I guess it's I don't know. That's too bad. Yeah, I guess you have packs now for the big like PR convention kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh. That seems like what E3 morphed into is PAX. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't figure it out. Reed, Reed, Pop, Reed, whoever it is that does PAX actually got pulled in to redo E3 and it just didn't work out. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, too bad. Uh, Time Splitters Dev Free Radical is shut down once again. That sucks. Yeah, I was really disappointed with that announcement. But at the same time, like, I think back to time splitters and it's just like, maybe we just need to accept that the series had its time in the sun and yeah. like, it would, it would be one thing like if it got remastered stuff, but I mean, like I, I fired up time splitters too, uh, earlier this week. Cause the kids got out my old Xbox. Um, and that, and I'm not going to lie. Like, is it fun? Sure. Is it great? Mm, it doesn't, 
I'm like, I'm not saying it doesn't hold up, but I think we're also looking through like through like rose colored glasses with time splitters. I agree. I, agree. Like, I was yeah, totally. I'd be okay with like a remastered thing, but acting like you know it need, this needs to be like God's new mission that the well, franchise continues. Like, nah. didn't one of them get a technically get a remaster in Homefront? I don't know. I don't know. One, of, I know one of the Time Splitters games is playable in Homefront: The Revolution. Huh. Yeah, you you can play like three levels, I think, or something like that. Hmm. There's a Time Splitters two remaster in Homefront: The Revolution. So. Okay, well, Homefront. it wasn't bad. Yeah, I was gonna say Homefront's on sale for like five dollars all the time, so. You know, you want to get <laughs> some time splitters too, just by that. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been almost twenty years since the last time splitters. Future Perfect was two thousand five, which is a long time ago. And then they just made a bunch of crisis stuff after that. So, um, I love the cartoony first person shooter thing, but I mean, yeah, you're right. I think it's like we're all nostalgic for it more than anything. But yeah, um, they seem to work well together. That's too bad. Maybe they can figure something else out. Uh, more bad Embracer news. Embracer is apparently handing out layoffs at 3D Realms as well. No numbers are out yet, but it sounds significant. I didn't know they had 3D Realms. Yeah. Hmm. Damn. Yep. This they're getting, getting layoffs. Uh, Naughty Dog is shutting down development of The Last of Us Online. They said that they were kind of at a crossroads where they could become an MMO company or stick to single player games. And they wanted to focus on single player games. I think that's a great move. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, like that's one you definitely like never hear about anymore. Um, and yeah, I think really most people gave up on it. I mean, honestly, I think it's great that they recognize what kind of identity they actually want to have. Yeah. Like, and not just necessarily go for the thing that theoretically makes them money. Yeah, because uh, live service games are are an issue. We're going to get to that There's in a few a minutes. Bane. Uh-huh. <laughs> They're just the bane of everyone's existence, yeah. as they should be. Uh, Fantastic, known for the Wild 8, Prop Night, and Radiant 1, released their new game the day before this past week. <laughs> and oh it shut down on Monday. It's a, it's then it's just so then insane. they changed their Steam name to eight points, which is coincidentally how many points out of a hundred their game earned. Uh, <laughs> the game sold over two thousand units with over ninety one thousand refunds on the same day. Two hundred fifty thousand units, as you said, you meant to say, right? Didn't they oh, sell two hundred thousand? Did, did they sell two fifty? Oh, I don't know. I, you said you said yeah. You always said two thousand. Yeah. Oh, two hundred thousand. There you go. It's the game Bit sold over 200,000 units with 91,000 refunds on the same day. Should have been 300,000 returns. <laughs> but they didn't Mathematically, that, that doesn't work. <laughs> Still should have been that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad when Steam goes, it doesn't matter how long you played it. If you want a refund, we'll honor it. Like, yeah. that's, that's rough. But Did, did anyone you know, keep up with the saga of that game? Uh, I mean, like, I've been reading, like, stuff all week about it, but... Yeah, same. Um, like, apparently, like, the uh, the actual devs never wanted it to be an MMO, and that was all marketing. Hmm. <laughs> Sounds pretty terribly run. 
Yeah, me. no, that's that's actually what they said. And like, and the people who run the company, like, if you said anything that was like remotely against like what they were saying, like, oh, we should do this for the game, like, you'd be fucking gone. Mm, love it. <coughs> anyway, let's talk game server closures because that's mm-hmm. the the new trend. Uh, January third, WWE Two K twenty two. Xbox and series versions are shutting down 22. The game's two fucking years old and you're shutting it down. Mm-hmm. I would have figured those. I would have figured those would have at least four years before they'd close that. Like, come on. Are, are those games playable without their online? Like are they, they are, but the you game? lose a lot of the online, like the, the online play, the online uh, sharing, creating wrestlers and arenas and stuff like that all that's gone did they comment on like like um this just you know wrestling's a pile of licensing did they mention anything about licensing related stuff or is it just like our servers are expensive Uh, they're just like we're shutting it down okay yeah they don't Mm care (laughs) 2k they do this they they shut their shit down so quick anymore it's it's gross uh, some games that are shutting down after a while, I can understand these shutting down. January 25th, Splinter Cell Conviction, Assassin's Creed 2, and Assassin's Creed Liberation HD. I thought Conviction had closed a long time ago. Nope. Still up for another month. Nice. So if you want to get any online achievements out of the way, do them now. Mm. Uh, March 21st, Rocket Arena is shutting down. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, also, it, it celebrates the fact that uh, we remembered it still exists. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and of course, like as they finally announce like, uh, that they're shutting it down, you can't get the game anymore because it's delisted. And I'm just like, ah, shit. Because like, the uh, uh, devs also said that um they're gonna do huge xp boosts so like if you want to hop in and you own it um you can still like you'll still most likely be able to 1k it before it goes out um so yeah if you don't have it you could probably get it for a dollar at gamestop maybe uh, you could at least get it for five on amazon Mm. i looked Uh, let's see. Yeah, two ninety nine on GameStop. Ooh. There you go. Two eighty four per price. Is that code or the disc? Disc. Oh well. Yeah. Three bucks anyway. for some chivos. There you go, man. And then you'll have that coaster forever. Uh, and then yeah. March thirty first, the game has been delisted out of nowhere, and it is shutting down completely. March thirty first, the crew. Yep. Boo. Yeah, that sucks. That, that's, that does suck. Because <laughs> that game is only playable online, which yeah. I just don't know why. I I don't know what's involved in unhooking that from the game and allowing it to be played offline. They did it for SimCity, but yeah, that's just gross. They I did read their note. They said that they it was for it was server stuff and also licensing stuff. They just haven't got to re up that. So there it is. Yeah, nine years old though. At least it's not two years old, but still. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, but it's yeah. the original, the crew shutting down and not like new one. The latest one. <laughs> yeah, Motor yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The Crew Horizon. The Crew Horizon. 
<laughs> it's really what it looks like. I, I, I mean, I've been watching some people stream it, and yeah, that's what it looks like. It's fun, it, but that's, it, it, that's it, what it is. What it's, it's pretty much what it's like. Comically, the new Hoonigan update is quite good. I must say. Is it? So hopefully, that, hopefully, it won't shut that shit down in six months. Uh, I think great. that one will be good for a while. It's what the yeah. third crew game. Yeah, third crew game. I mean, they just they, like the crew two. I think is six years old, and just this past year, they released a brand new build your own track mode for it. So they oh. they have a history of continuing to update games for free, uh, which is great. But then there's this news. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah. I think it's. I think the other stuff's doing well. But uh, that's all the news I have. Uh, Aki, what news do you have? I don't have any this time because I'm useless. Woo! Bree, what news do you have? Um. Well, we got to most of the stuff on my list. Did you? Did you? Did you already talk about this? And I totally spaced because I, I feel like I spaced. Um. There is a Last of Us online multiplayer game that was in the works, and it just yep. got canceled. Yep. Yeah. We- did you? Did you? Yeah, say you that? spaced on that I one. I spaced. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So my only other news then was that um, I because because this is this is me news things I'm excited about. Auden Chronicles Hundred Heroes. Um, Rabbit and Bear Studios dropped a six minute in depth trailer today, can, and again confirmed the release uh, for April 23rd. Um, and it it looks so much like Suikoden, and I am super excited. <laughs> yeah, um, that that one's Fresh. been on my radar for quite a while. Yeah, but there's one. yeah, six minute trailer and it talks about all sorts of different aspects and uh, just just looks really good. Looks really good. But that's cool. it for me. All right, uh, Grant. Any news on your end? Nothing. Nothing brand new. But they did just drop that new gameplay trailer for um, the new Prince of Persia game, which we know plenty about. But it just looks awesome. Um, I'm so excited. It I looks wait. great. I mean, it's just, it looks just like it's a Metroidvania, but it just looks fantastic. So I'm, I'm, uh, excited for a premium one of those. We've had a lot of like indies, indie Troidvanias for a while, but I'm, I'm really excited about this one. So and it, it looks like Ubi dropped a whole bunch of like new game stuff this week. And then of course they like bookend it with a server closure. I guess it makes sense to get some good press out there too, for stuff that's coming as at the same time yeah. they do this, but yeah, but that game looks awesome. Cool. Jacob, any news on your end? Nope. God. Nothing? Like, not even, like, some shitty Netflix movie? Nah, nothing. Man. Well, we already talked about all the news I knew about. All right. Well, I guess, uh, anything else anyone want to discuss, or are we diving into reviews? I do think it's funny that after we did our pinball thing last week, you discovered that there is a, there is, like, a alpha build of this of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre oh, pinball yeah, the- inside the demo for Pinball M. <laughs> uh, and it's probably the best table of it the is, ones we've talked about. It is so cool. About. So if you I, download I, the, the Pinball M demo on the Xbox store, not not the free trial or like the single free table of Pinball M, but actually the Pinball M demo, there is a three-minute trial of Texas Chainsaw Massacre in there. And it is so fucking cool. <laughs> it's really good. It's a really, it's one of their best tables in a while. And I'm like, okay, well, that's just sitting there. Uh, the first time I hit out. the one ramp and it landed on the pedestal and the chainsaw came down and chopped it. I, yeah. I just, I laughed out loud. It was just yeah. blood spraying everywhere. It was ridiculous. Yep. It's fucking pinball. There's blood yep. everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Pinball, the real blood sport. Yeah. Good stuff. But yeah, uh, I guess we'll, we'll get into. <laughs> 
Oh shit. We got a, oh, a bunch of pinball tables. Uh, before that, uh, Bree, you're heading out, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to head out. I will catch up with you guys later. See you, Bree. You, you have yourself a wonderful, a wonderful holiday. Is uh, I don't think you'll be on next episode. Will I you? won't be on the next episode because uh, I will be traveling to my vacation destination on Tuesday. So I I might be back in time to like watch the show, but <laughs> um, I don't I don't I don't know what what'll be going on there. So yeah, this will be the last time I see you guys until the new year. So hope everyone has a happy whatever you celebrate, and uh, hopefully I will see you guys in a few weeks. Safe travels. Like Bree. Have fun I, on your vacay. Yeah. You guys have a great night. Rawr. You too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Now for real. Oh, dear. We've got pinball FX tables to talk about tonight. A whole friggin' bunch of them uh, developed and published by Zen Studios. All tables released December 7th for pinball FX. Uh, Star Trek pinball, three pack, $14.99. Game Night Pinball 3-pack $9.99, Charlie Brown Christmas $5.49, and then the Excalibur and Epic Quest Charity Pack is $4.99. Let's go through these in order. Grant, tell us about Star Trek Pinball. Yes, so they are working with Star Trek now, and they've made three custom tables, not any relation to the the real deal tables. Um, Star Trek Pinball, Star Trek Discovery, and Deep Space Nine. I have not watched Discovery. I've seen uh, Deep Space Nine and, of course, the modern movie that the Star Trek Pinball is based on. The uh, Star Trek Pinball is a symmetrical table, completely symmetrical, which you rarely see anymore. Uh, everything is exactly the same on the left and the right side, which can be a good or bad thing, depending on what you like. Um, most machines aren't made that way, uh, but it's interesting. I, I found, I will say that, like, the production value is great on this table. The voice acting is hilariously good. It makes me feel like they got people from the movie, but they didn't. Um, so that's they, they got the, the brand is on point. I found this table incredibly confusing. I read the table guide <laughs> multiple times. I have no idea how to play this game. I can't get anything to do what I think it's probably supposed to do. And all of the shot the shots are very strange. I almost feel I almost feel unqualified to properly review the table. Um, because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and that's <laughs> probably bad because uh, the guide didn't help me much. I don't know if you actually gave this one a shot, but I just I felt not kind of lost. I did not get to any lost. of the, the, the Star Trek tables. I played all okay. the others, but I, I didn't have time to get to Star Trek. Yeah, it's it's very peculiar. It's very different. Um, and if someone, if someone can figure out what is up, uh, and what the, where the arrows are actually pointing and what shots are actually qualified and why lights sometimes just turn off for no reason. I, it's just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't parse this table. I feel like this is a did not finish table. Um, but I tried my best. Uh, and that's really all I got for Star Trek pinball. It's, it's obviously based on the movie from what was it? 12, maybe 2011, something like that. Um, but it's a great looking table, but I just couldn't work my way around it. So, uh, so I'll be, if you decide, if you get in there, I'm, I'm curious to know what you think about that one. Well, I will have to update you when I get to those. Yeah. Uh, Discovery. um, Don't know much about the Discovery universe, but it's a very creative table. A lot of really wild loops, a lot of verticality in this table. Uh, There's a neat row of drop targets um, that are similar to this game Sorcerer from back in the day. It's kind of a curved row of targets. And uh, for some reason, 
Zen doesn't do a lot of tables with long with a lot of like um, with long rows of targets like that. So it's kind of a neat. It, it's like um, oh, there are a lot of games that have long rows of targets in real life, but they don't do it that often, and it was kind of fun to see. Um, there's a weird sort of double hinged flipper that can flip one way and then also flip the other way depending on which button you hit. It's very wild. Obviously not possible in real life, but hey, we're not in real life. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's kind of neat. It's kind of neat to see that thing have, have multiple functions. You can lift the flipper entirely and then the ball goes past and goes into a scoop um, or you can pop it different ways. Um, it's pro- if I can interrupt just because yeah. I've watched the entirety of the show, it's probably a reference to how it goes into warp uh, because the show... Um, the body of the ship kind of revolves around the saucer section when it goes into warp because it's not like they're going in a straight straight line. They're just popping around the whole fucking galaxy, (laughs) um, unlike usual warp speed. So um, that's what I'm guessing that's related to. Probably because every time I would do something related to that area, it was talk about warp. Like I I didn't figure out all the rules for warp. Did it do like, did they say like black alert? and stuff like i that. don't i don't remember a black alert maybe there was one uh, but i, I don't i don't okay. think so uh, i just okay. know that warp can go up and down uh depending on what you're doing um and uh no that's interesting that's cool to know that's that sounds pretty on point um i think uh this was this is a really fun game to play i found it real the modes uh like the missions are very l- difficult they are long and they're timed and i found that um uh, I flipped a practice mode to try just to see kind of like spend some time with some of them, but I just found that they had too many phases to work through comfortably uh, in the amount of time you were given. So that's a, that's a bit of a bummer. The, the bigger thing I think is that you can't, a lot of times in real pinball, when you restart a mode, you pick up where you left off and that is not in this game. I feel like that would have been a really good thing. So if you were right close to the end of a mode and you spent a few minutes to get there and you time out, um, you could at least restart the mode again to finish it. I feel like that would have been uh, of value, but it's a very fun table to shoot. Uh, I just found that it was like really difficult to like to, to knock off the modes. So, um, but very, very cool table, a lot of flow to it. It was, it was cool. Uh, just a little, little rough in the mode section, in the mode uh, category. So that's discovery. And then deep space nine, I'm very familiar with deep space nine. Um, it reminds me of parts of the table remind me of this of the Star Trek Next Generation table in real life. And um, other parts are kind of like the Hobbit. If anyone's ever played the Hobbit, big wide table, a couple big long big ramps that are way up in the back of the machine. Um, great 90s vibe, really good voice acting in this table. Um, and my biggest complaint with this, I think, is that you, you spend most of the game shooting the same two shots most of the time there's a shot right at the center of the play field and most of the modes most of the qualifying a lot of what you're doing you're just aiming for that center section and i didn't spend i just feel like there was a lot of it there were a lot of areas of the table that uh i wasn't spending much time on um which is a little bit of a bummer but the layout's good uh it's definitely i feel like across the board they've really captured the star trek branding and vibes and everything um uh, but not, I will say, not my favorite three tables. Um, I uh. think like I think there's some changes to discovery for difficulty, and so maybe I, I don't know what it is with the rules with Deep Space Nine. But I just f- finding myself shooting the exact same spot over and over again to qualify everything got a little old. Um, it's right up the middle. Doesn't not a lot of problems with ball drains and stuff, but I just feel like it's a little. It got a little samey. Um, so that's the package. I will say that if you are a Star Trek fan, um, it's 
and you're like pinball, it's probably a no brainer because this is just like this is thematically right up your alley. Um, and you you know spend some time with these and figure them out perhaps better than I did. But I think if you're not a Star Trek uh, guy, if you're if you're uh, looking for to fill out the collection, you might want to wait on a sale for these. I don't feel like these these are the strongest three um, that they've done in a while. So that's my take on the Star Trek pile. Sounds good. Uh, next up no. is the Game Night Pinball. Uh, this this pack is ten dollars. Includes three tables based on board games. Uh, let's start with terraforming Mars pinball. Yeah, so these are based. These I, I'm familiar with all these all these games. I, I'm familiar with terraforming Mars. I haven't played it myself. Exploding kittens. I have played it's a card game. Uh, I don't know if it's from. Is exploding kittens from the um, side night and people. happiness? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then Gloomhaven is obviously one of those popular big box board games of all time. Um, so yeah, really interesting direction, I think, for theme. To, and it's a great idea. I hope they do more of these. Tra- uh, Terraforming Mars, uh, sci-fi theme table. You sort of pick your company, and your company determines what kind of perks you have. Really good flow. All the shots feel... Ret- I, I put a note here just saying that the, the shots return fairly. I don't feel like the ball is out of control a lot of the time. The outlines are really easy to manage, which I liked. Fantastic sound design. Beautiful table. A uh, lot of hexagons. A lot of great colors. Um, and I love the loops suffers- on this table. Yeah, yeah the loops really are really cool good. Loops. Yep, it does. There, I will say this has the same problem that the, that the discovery table had where the missions are timed. Again, some of the ones on Pinball M were not timed. I wonder if they're getting away from that, but um, the missions are timed and they're pretty difficult and you can't resume them. So mm-hmm. you may end up getting pretty far in a mode, but when you're out of that mode, you haven't really accomplished much. You have to kind of do it again. It feels a little more brutal, but then again, these board games are kind of like that. Um, but I will say the modes can be a little rough. Um, and, uh, uh, and a lot of things on the play field reset after a mode. A lot of times on a pinball machine, you shoot like a, if you if you shoot like a a shot, and you have to shoot it three times to start a multi ball. You might play a mode, and then when you're done with the mode, you can finish shooting that multi ball shot to start multi ball. But everything starts over. Like when you shoot your multi ball, you have to shoot it three times all over again. So you have to kind of pick which one you want to do. Do you want to do a mode or do you want to do a multi ball? Because whatever you don't do is going to be reset. Um, so that's a little bit of a bummer, but I find that find the table a lot of fun to play. So I really like I really like terraforming Mars. Exploding kittens uh, is cool because it's like it's a card game. It's got a lot of art. Is a big deal in um, this universe. Uh, Happiness and cyanide and stuff. And, and I feel like they, they they had to find a sound for it. They had to find voices that that work for it. And I feel like they nailed it. The mu- the music is fun. The voiceover is fun. It has a great attitude. Um, there, there's a shot in this that reminded me a bit of that dead by daylight shot. Um, uh, Joe, where like, just, yeah, where it it doesn't have a magnet, but it's basically, there's an upper play field. That's really easy to get there, but you end up there by accident a lot and you have to wait for the ball to come back. Not too bad, but that's really my only, uh, uh, complaint about the table. Um, it's got really fun modes, super colorful, colorful, great to shoot. Uh, not too difficult. So I did like exploding kittens. And I then loved there's exploding gloom. kittens. I, I it's, thought it's exploding great. kittens was really fun. I yep. I liked all the upper uh, upper board stuff with like the the extra flipper up there and all the different turns and loops that you could take up there. Uh, I just thought it was a really fun to. And it's kittens. There's cats yeah, everywhere. Yes, there's cats. So of everywhere. course, all kinds of animals to me. This, yep, I love an upper play field. <laughs> I really like a tiny play field with a bunch of bunch of flips. And if cats are involved. 
Uh, that's that's even better. So, um, Gloomhaven is so fucking great. Uh, I love this so table. Good. I love this table. It's so so like, and I won't spend too long on this, but I just want to say that like, as far as the RPG experience goes, it just everything in it makes sense. You have to you 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 um there you have XP. You you can uh you can have like um uh, perks related to things like invisibility. Uh, you can build a shield. So you basically can play the table to build up your character, and then you start a mode. And the mode, and you choose from one of many, and there are easy and hard modes. And the, the harder modes you save for once your character is built up a little more. You start a mode, which then unlocks a side mission. You choose a side mission. Do you want to help this old man do something, or do you want to build a bridge or whatever? And so you you complete the side mission, and then it starts a battle of some kind. And the, with the battles, these little targets come out, up out of the bottom of the machine. Uh, that are enemies and you have to shoot the targets to you know knock down their health bars and one of the cool things in this game is normally when you hit a target from the back like accidentally if a ball kind of comes down and hits a target it doesn't trigger the target the ball just sort of runs into it and then falls to your flipper in this game you can be strategic and if you know where a ramp is going to go you can shoot a shot and have the ball come from behind an enemy and stealth kill him one hit uh it's so rad and uh and then you can like you can hit you know loot shots and unlock loot on the ramps and get health. Health is automatically applied. There's a shot uh, that unlocks a shop where you can buy stuff. You can use for the with the gold you've collected. It really feels like a board game experience uh, on a pinball machine. I just thought it was fantastic. I will say the only real problem is that it is hard as shit. It's so <laughs> it is so hard. Like. When you're when you're really like focusing on something and you just end up with an outside drain, it's just kind of a bummer. Uh, I'll say that you know this is one of those tables that I just decided to play on practice mode just to see as much of it as I could. I'll get better at it, uh, but um, as I as I learn it, but um, it's it's hard. It's a kind of table where, where you I feel like a long play session will be, will be pretty long. And if you just want to see what the game has to offer, practice mode's great for this table. But I just feel like it's so well thought out. Sounds great. Looks great. It's like my favorite table of theirs in a long time. So Gloomhaven is a winner to me. Well, the pack is so. 10 bucks. What are your thoughts on the Game Night Pinball Pack? I think it's great. I think it's 100%. Uh, it, I mean, if you love board games, it's that's that's cool too. But just as a, as a pack of three tables, I feel like it's a no-brainer. I feel Even like price-wise, that's, that's a great price for three tables. I agree. I'm with you. I'm good with three bucks a table. That works for me. <laughs> yep, totally. Yep. Uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas, 549. What are your thoughts on this table? Tell us about this one. Well, I don't like Charlie Brown Christmas. I'm one of those guys. I'm like, what? I don't, I don't think Charlie Brown's an asshole or anything, but I will say that like, <laughs> like, like, I've, like I've heard, but I just feel like it's just such a gloomy, uh, it's not the kind of hopeless experience I like on Christmas. I've never really been a you're, fan of it. I don't know why. I, you're you're not the hopeless kind of experience that I like. Yeah, there you go. There you go. How do you feel about Got that? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what Charlie Brown would say. Uh, good grief! I would. I'm just. I'm just. Say. Good grief! Exactly. And then I, I think he would say, "Go right fuck now. yourself." <laughs> there it is. Um, I, I, I first will, off, I'm su- first off, I'm surprised that there's a pinball table based on this. Second. Why the fuck do you hate Charlie Brown Christmas? Like, I just don't. I don't find it fun. Grit, I find it mean. It, I, I I don't like. I I don't know. Maybe I'm having like. Maybe it's like a weird bullying thing. But I just find that like his situation is so dire, and everyone is such a dick. In that in that in that I'm just not a Charlie Brown Christmas 
person. Although I will say that uh, I find the uh, uh, Vince Guaraldi, uh one of my all time the the soundtrack for that and Thanksgiving um, to be some of the best Christmas music ever. So I think I like Vince Guaraldi's soundtrack as much as I hate Charlie Brown, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, not a fan. But the pinball table, uh, you have to like the theme song for Charlie Brown, which you do. I do. You, I, and you have to you do. And there's other stuff in there. There's there's some other other uh, piano works in there too. But a uh, really colorful table, pretty basic table. I feel like um, it's pretty easy to shoot. This one might be a little better for kids. I think that some of the paths of the shots aren't clear, so you have to kind of know when they say shoot the mailbox. You got to know what that means, uh, and you learn as you play. But it shoots really, really well. And it's a really fun right outline thing where if the ball goes down there, it just goes right back to the flipper, which is a very, uh, not the flipper, the shooter lane, which is a yeah, I like that. thing that they did a lot in the older machines, like late 70s machines. Um, uh, this, this feels like a 70s machine. It has that classic it, feel to it. It does. I agree. I agree. It has a couple of neat things. I love the skill shot. It's got this row of targets on the left. I love that. Last Action Hero is one of my favorite pinball machines, and it has the same bank of five targets on the left, and you have to hold down the shooter a certain amount to get it to hit a target. Um, so it's got that. Um, I don't. The, the only thing missing from this game, and it's not really a complaint, is most tables have a wizard mode. So after you complete all the modes, you play like the big mode, and it's like, I don't know, four ball, multi ball, hit all the shots, you know, go jackpot crazy but this table doesn't have one and i was really surprised it just sort of resets and you go back to the beginning um not a big deal but it is sort of strange to not have a have a wizard mode in here but i think it's a great table even though it's charlie brown christmas <laughs> well it clocks in at 549 your thoughts on this one i think it's a it's a fantastic seasonal offering for your pinball collection uh if you got someone in your family that isn't as familiar with pinball uh, throw it on on practice mode. Let them flip it. Listen to the music. I think it's hey, a great. Did you time. say there's not a wizard mode on the table? I did not unlock one. I played. I, I lit up every mode. I'm, I'm looking at the achievements. The one single achievement. That's something we should address. Is that they added achievements with these new packs? None oh, yeah, of the other right. tables that they've released have new achievements, but these new ones, every table has its own achievement now. The one for Charlie Brown Christmas is to start the wizard mode. Okay. So it's there well, somewhere. No one has it yet. So maybe, maybe I, maybe I played it. Maybe I went through it and didn't realize it. But I, I lit all five of the kind of main mode lights, and then they all went off. Uh, hmm. And there we are. So I don't know if I, if I glitched something or I played something I don't remember. But I, that I've had a note that that was sort of weird. I don't remember a frantic wizard moment in Charlie Brown. So I, maybe I missed something. Maybe I failed. Uh, to find I'm not good enough mode. to ever hit wizard mode, so yeah, just shoot the I mailbox. Pinball. <laughs> uh, there the you final go. pack is Excalibur and Epic Quest charity pack for $4.99. What's going on with this pack? What is going on with the charity pack? Why is it called charity pack? Is this like a charity specific? Thing? Uh, your purchase of Epic Quest and Excalibur brings joy to those in need and helps preserve pinball culture as Zen will donate 50% of the proceeds to Project Pinball and 50% to the Budapest Pinball Museum for each sale of this product. That's great. That's fantastic. I did not realize that. So there you um, go. 
Yeah, Excalibur's great. Um, I would say it's a, it's on the upper upper end as far as their their uh, original tables go. Um, I mean, these these are both older tables, so they are. They're remasters. They're remasters. They're Pinball FX three tables and, and brought into into this. Uh, Epic Quest is one of my favorites of theirs because oh, yeah. uh, progression carries from game to game, which is something I wish Gloomhaven would have considered. But basically. You you work you level up once you're out of the game. If you restart, you keep stuff. Like you, there's sort of an ongoing progression involved in Epic Quest. So it's sort of a really funny, not really Monty Pythony, but really but really punny um, uh, game, cartoony game uh, about uh, fighting bad guys uh, in 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 uh, medieval times. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorites of that of that era. So I think that those two tables together, especially if it's for charity, two good charities, then uh, I think that's a winner as well. Cool. So it sounds like all the tables in, uh, in the release have been good, except the Star Trek is kind of uh Star Trek's. I don't, I don't think I'm going back to the Star Trek machines, uh, but I am going back to all the other ones, I think. Um, So I think if, if the, you know, if I'm tearing them out, the Star Trek, the Star Trek pack is the one that I, I think I had the most trouble with um this time around but at the rest that, are that, solid that, buy it rest are solid buy it's especially that uh i mean obviously for charity it's a great thing but i it's that that board game pack is especially gloomhaven as i mentioned is is fantastic yeah so well, that is uh that is it go. for for ball squad it was uh, a long one it was but uh yeah that the... actually scared me that actually scared me i actually jumped a little bit that time, <laughs> so i don't I don't know. Now, never get used to it, I guess. I <laughs> Woo. Every time I hear Jeez. him and then you, I'm like, oh, it's that guy. It's me. Yeah, it's you. It is very loud every time. <laughs> it's, it's hotly mastered. Uh, it's my fault. There you oh, go. wow. Now, that is it for you, Grant. You going to stick around or are you heading out? Yeah, I'll hang out. Cool. Well, uh, we, we only have four more games to talk about. Uh, two for each of these yahoos. Uh, we'll start with Jacob with Fearmonium, developed by Red Black Spade, published by Rattalaka Games, released December 8th on Xbox One, Series X and S, Switch, PS4, PS5 for $12.99. Fearmonium is a psychedelic Metroidvania with an expressive aesthetic where suspense joins together with humor. You play as a phobia growing inside of the confused mind of a teenage boy named Max. Discover a nightmarish world of his consciousness to explore. Get ready for a psychological world teeming with 2D platform exploration, memorable enemies, unique abilities, and incredible hand-drawn art. Fearmonium poses the important question of whether fear always causes irreparable harm or whether phobia can change life for the better. Jacob, tell us about your time with Fearmonium. So, Fearmonium is a, is a Metroidvania, um, and it's a dark one. Uh, pretty much, you are this teenager named Max who has a life that he hates, and you play as um, not as uh, you play as this phobia that wants to uh, could, like be the head of like all of his phobias, like the one that's biggest in control and so you're working for essentially you're essentially working for depression um who is this who is this lady that uh gives you like like helps you get power-ups but also uh is like your save point and stuff like that um and uh first off the map is huge like it it's big it's easy to get lost 
And when you're starting out, it's also easy to die in. And not just because of the enemies. Like, uh, if you haven't gotten to certain power-ups, uh, like, you know, jumping abilities Drop and stuff like bits. that, and you get uh, stuck in a certain spot, you won't get out, and you will have to restart your game. Like, you know what else we have to do? What's that? We have to thank our good friend Chris for dropping 200 biddies in chat. Thank you so much, Chris. Always love having you here. Nah, I'm smiling just for you. Thanks, so. Chris. <laughs> All right, for money anyway. anyway. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so it's like there are plenty of upgrades, like, and there's different areas with different kinds of enemies and different bosses. Um, but yeah, no, like, none of that's going to do you a lick of good in the beginning if you don't go the correct path. Uh, that the game wants you to start off in because uh, one of the things I thought I thought was pretty cool is that the game's just kind of like yeah man go explore if you can get there cool but most Metroidvanias that I've played also ha- kind of have like a starting like this is the line that like the way that we, that we want you to progress through the map after you've gotten past this point we don't care how you go about it like you know just go this game's just like yeah go fuck yourself. So, um, which I mean, for a game about depression and, you know, mental illness. Okay. I mean, it is kind of abandoning you, uh, on that. And so, yeah, like, it's not a bad game. I mean, combat didn't, I don't know. I always thought that the combat was a little bullshit on this one with like how quickly enemies were able to hit yet. I couldn't hit back, but maybe I just wasn't upgraded enough. Um, if you're looking for a challenge and you're a big fan of Metroidvanias, definitely check this out. But like, if you're a newbie to it, this is not a game that's going to hold your hand. Um, yeah, like it, 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 it's rough in that regard. It's a big challenge. But if you're what are your to put thoughts the on time, the artwork in the game? Because I, I really dig the art I, style in this. I, I, and of course, as soon as you say, I dig the art style. Um, I was all right with it. It didn't do anything for me. Um, it kind of felt like, oh, Cuphead is popular. We should do that. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Like, Yeah, I could see that a bit. I don't I, know. I guess like, anything did, hand-drawn is going to draw comparisons to Cuphead. Yeah, which, I mean, is unfortunate because, I mean, it's just, this is clearly a game that's uh, not like Cuphead, but it's just, I don't know, at least... At least from what I played, it felt a little too similar. Like, it just felt like it wasn't doing its own... Like, gameplay-wise, it's definitely doing its own thing. Story-wise, it is. Art style, not so much. Well, it's $12.99. What's your verdict? If you're looking for a challenge, absolutely. If you're not, wait for a sale. Cool. Uh, Before we move on to the next one, Chris is asking for our opinions on Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Uh, Grant, have you played Valhalla? I have not. No? Aki, where are you at? I know you played Valhalla. I'm playing it right now, actually. <laughs> I love it. It is fun. I've put 60 hours into it, and I've barely touched the campaign. And I still haven't even opened up half the map yet. So, you know, it's great. I love it. Yeah, it is a big frigging game. Like, there is so much to do in Valhalla. It is. It is. Yeah intimidating how much there is to do in that game 
Yeah, and all the little mini-game stuff that you have in it is also really fun. And a lot of the Assassin's Creed games don't have particularly good little mini-games. Like the flighting, which is the little rap battle things. <laughs> so fun. I absolutely adore them. They are great. And then you got that weird little dice game that's really fun. And you have the drinking game, which is so-so. I don't think lots of people are going to like that. I think it's fine. Like They're all great. I, I, I really enjoy the game. And female Eivor is really attractive. Yeah, that's who I use. That's who most people use, because... I, Why would you stare at a dude's butt the whole time? I, I go with whatever gender the statue is, because in my eyes, that's what's canon. Isn't there a statue for both male and female, Eivor? I don't know. The one that I have is female, one I got from Ubisoft store. Well, they, that one's they might have had the a They might have had a male one as well. I don't remember. I only have a female. So, yeah. As everyone should. <laughs> she has a fantastic butt. Oh, Lord. All right. Next game, Squad 51 versus the Flying Saucers, developed by Lumiarts and uh, Feorama Films, published by Assemble Entertainment and Whisper Games, released September 18th on Xbox One and Series X and S for $19.99. UFOs, aliens, aircrafts, resistance, shoot them up. Squad 51 versus the Flying Saucers is a spaceship shooter with 2D gameplay and 3D environment. Enjoy a smart combination of fast-paced shooting experience in the 1950 sci-fi movies aesthetic with live action cutscenes, Jacob, what's going on in Squad 51 versus the Flying Saucers? So, Squad 51 versus the Flying Saucers is a shmup that does its damnedest uh, to make itself sta- stand out above the uh, above the rest, and it does that um, by giving the look and feel of a 1950s or 1960s B movie. Uh, or like a cereal, like a black, old black and white cereal. And so this one in Squad 51 versus Flying Saucers, we have these flying saucers that invade Earth and they're knocking the crap out of all of our military, except for Squad 51. Dun, and of course, dun, dun. they're willing to take on any mission too daring. And they've got the people power and the weaponry to do it. And... Uh, so what's nice about this is that for, well, I mean, this part's not nice. Uh, the game is tough as hell. <laughs> like, and there is no like, Oh, well, is there an easier child mode? No, suck it up. Um, and so with this game, uh, you're going to be dying a lot, especially at the beginning. Um, but it's okay because the game wants you to obviously get to the next part. And so what it does is that there are a ton of, uh, power-ups and, uh, add-ons for your own plane that you can have. Like you can upgrade, uh, different weapons that you have. Like there is, uh, bombs that you can drop, which I'm not going to lie. The bombs never once helped me ever. (laughs) Um, there is a eventually apparently you could get to a uh a flamethrower that shoots out of the back of your plane which i mean because this this game does honestly throw shit at you from all different angles um and i love the look at like it never once loses that like black and white b-movie uh style to it especially like when they're like maneuvering the different like shit models throughout um (laughs) 
and it's just like it like it just looks great it's tough as hell but you know it's honestly a lot of fun and uh one of the things that i thought was pretty cool is that apparently the devs are actually portuguese so if you want to you can actually listen to the dialogue in portuguese with Amer- with english subtitles but as i prefer to do it have it dubbed and then so the lips are completely out of sync like you know <laughs> like a like a good old like crap movie from back then and then so it's just well obviously i can't since i'm not on camera it won't work but yeah it's a lot of fun just watching all the dialogue be out of sync um but yeah like this is another one if you're looking for a challenge like heck yeah fire this game up it's a lot oh. of fun um i'm sorry what Oh, I was just saying, I just love the look. It's just incredible. Oh yeah, it's yeah, it's great. I wish there was more stuff like this, but um, yeah. but yeah, uh, but even if you're a newbie to it, you know this one's gonna want to make you coming back for it. So check it out. Cool, twenty bucks. Your official verdict? Yeah, it's worth twenty bucks. Um, it's definitely got more to it than your average uh shmup, but also, I mean, you're factoring in like this is more than just you know pixelated space backgrounds so yeah. there, there's a bit more work than the normal one cool all right uh next up uh, time to get naughty with the sml after dark <laughs> aki you ready hold on can i interrupt this go with right what? ahead uh supposedly the los angeles chargers fired their head coach at halftime <laughs> what yeah uh i'm trying to load up articles on it right now supposedly he got fired at halftime right now it's 42 to zero. Oh jesus christ <laughs> i forgot there was a game on tonight how do you get fired at halftime <laughs> oh, i've my Lord. never heard of that ever happened. that's what they're saying that's, sa- that's what they're saying like espn has not posted it but it is flying all over the internet that he uh, he is fucking gone. Yeah, wow. man. Well, we went from uh, after dark to <laughs> sports ball shenanigans. Uh, then again, uh, Aki, you talk about dicks a lot, so I guess you're a part of. Blessed be the balls. <laughs> I, right, let's... I think I should be an official member. After all, I'm going to be talking a lot about balls and girls gargling them so oh, you know lord yeah. all right well let's get to these uh lilith rising season one developed and published by jubay games uh released september 21st on steam for 8.99 lilith rising is a choice driven adult visual novel focusing on a grand fantasy adventure become a prince that has to learn what it means to be the leader in order to save your kingdom your journey will be filled with adventure romance mystery humor drama and lots of sex. Aki, what is Lilith Rising Season 1? Okay, and this one you play as a prince. He is kind of a stuck-up douche, because, you know, that's how he has to start. And then uh, his kingdom is attacked by demons, and uh, he gets his ass beat, and his family is presumed dead. And this game is not about him saving his kingdom, uh, shockingly. This is only chapter one, or season one, they call it. And uh, this is him basically building up stuff to hopefully go against the demons. Uh, This is one of, 
I, I think they're planning three games, I believe, for this. Uh, it's about three hours long. There are some choices, but not any that really seem to impact the game so much. It's more, who do you want to interact with uh, in order, and do you want to skip somebody by going to uh, the next choice that actually continues the story, basically. Uh, there are a bunch of very attractive ladies in this, as per usual. Uh, there, uh, There's 3D animations, uh, obviously. They're a little stiff in this one, and by a little stiff, I mean they're really stiff. They're kind of robotic, which is a shame, because all the ladies are very pretty. Um, and they're very short loops as well, which is also a shame. It's like a one, two-second loop most of the time, which is just so sad. Uh, I really, though, I really liked the story. Uh, This did not get me where I needed to go, Uh, you know, as one would expect with a game like this, one would want to get where they need to go. But I didn't mind it because the story was really, really good and really engaging because all these characters, this, the, uh, dev of this clearly likes D&D, because all of the characters are <laughs> basically archetypes from D&D. So, you know, you got the elves, they're obviously magic people. You got the captain of the knights. Well, when you first meet them, they're in the corner, all covered and hiding and being gloomy and edgy. Guess what? They're the rogue. It's like, it's so great. <laughs> And and there's a lot of comedy in it, and the story is really well written. Just all the interactions between the prince and all the characters are really well done, and the prince actually grows as an as an individual uh, throughout this. Because uh, by the end of it, he's no longer just the smartass who thinks too highly of himself. Instead, now he's like, no, it was a team effort, even though he was really a majority of it. And it's just, it's really well written. So I didn't mind that it didn't, you know, get me where I needed to go because it was so just well written. And my biggest issue is I wanted more because this is only about three hours of gameplay. And I'm just like, I, I want more to the story. I want to I see more. I want to read more of where this goes. This is so cool. <laughs> Well, it, it's only season one. It runs nine bucks. What are your thoughts? I think this is totally a buy it. If you like fantasy stuff, if you like D&D, I think this is going to be right up your alley. And, you know, hey, it has attractive naked ladies. I mean, who's going to complain about that? I don't know. Who would? I, I have no idea. Probably some conservative whiners. Uh, Next game, Project Passion Season 1, developed and published by Classy Lemon. Great name. Released in May on Steam for $11.99. A futuristic adult visual novel filled with sex, comedy, drama, violence, and more sex. Go on a fun-filled space adventure and develop relationships with a diverse cast of characters with their own personalities and motivations. Aki, what is Project Passion? Okay, in this, uh, you play as this smartass dude. Uh, very different from the last one who was stuck up. This guy is hilarious. Like, everything he does is just comedic gold. And he's voiced, by the way. So, yeah, enjoy that too. 
and he basically, for some reason, has more or less a mercenary group after his ass. And like your introduction to him is him having sex with his girlfriend at the time, and then getting his building, his room, uh, his apartment is broke into by mercenaries, and he gets up in the middle of it and shoots one of them in the head. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it is great. Um, and yeah, so in this, something is stolen from him. He needs to go and find it and take down this big mercenary group because it's like one of the richest groups and they're kind of douchebags. So you end up creating a crew to go off world. First time any of you have ever been off world ever. Uh, so you have to build up your crew and you have a small handful of people that you get for that. And you go on a little adventure. Uh, this does not end with you getting rid of them because again, this is season one. And I, I think again, this one is also, I believe planned for three. Uh, cause they really like doing them in threes. Uh, this one will take you about eight hours. Uh, this one will probably get you where you need to go. Uh, and it is hilarious. Uh, at the very beginning, about half of it, maybe a little more than half, is just the best comedy ever. Because <laughs> the main character, he is hilarious. Just so well written. And when there's voice acting, because there are voiced cutscenes, uh, not constantly voiced, sadly, but there are cutscenes the guy who's doing the voice just has the best comedic voice and he has amazing comedic timing. <laughs> so funny. And uh, you might be like, oh, so this is all jokes, fun and games. No, <laughs> no, it gets serious. And you actually see it with the character. The, he will actually slowly as the game continues he gets more serious because they start dealing with more serious situations so he'll still have some jokes but then he gets serious whereas at the beginning it's just joke after joke after joke ha 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 funny 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 i'm gonna fuck around and it's hilarious uh some of the issues they deal with is addiction and abuse so you know trigger warnings for that if you're you need trigger warnings and the like. And they actually deal with them fairly seriously. Um, well, at least you can deal with them fairly seriously. You can also be a dickhead because this game has a bunch of choices in it. None of them really impact the storyline, but they uh, impact how your character is viewed by everyone. You can be generally pretty nice. You can be nothing but a witty jokester, which wasn't actually well done surprisingly i think he's he's witty in his cutscenes but when you choose the witty dialogue sometimes he seems more like a douchebag uh and then there's the uh you know there's the asshole route um <laughs> i wouldn't suggest that route personally like nothing bad happens to your character no matter which one of the routes you go it still plays the exact same way you still get with all the same girls and everything it's just He's really not a nice person when you go the renegade route, it, and I would not suggest that. Um, but yeah, like it, it's really well written. It's really funny when it gets serious. It's real. It deals with the situations pretty good. 
Uh, I'm also looking forward to more of this when it comes out. Because again, uh, this, this is season one, uh, and this one runs 12 bucks. What are your thoughts on this as a season one? This one took me about eight hours to complete, so you're getting a lot more for that little bit extra money. I think it's also really worth it because it was hilarious. I loved it. Cool. All right. Like well, uh, what was that? I just said I like funny. Yeah. Funny is always it good. It is very funny. All right. Well, that is it for SML After Dark. And that is it for the whole show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is it for the whole show, baby. Oh, Uh, man. Grant, thank you so much for being here, hanging out for the whole show. Love having you here. Big thanks to uh, Bree for being here, doing her thing. Aki and Jacob, thanks to you two for being here. Uh, Music this episode, we are going to wrap it up with some Ale Sean holiday music. Uh, What do you think of that? How's that sound? Dig it. Cool. I mean, do we do. have a choice? No, you don't. Because I'm the one playing <laughs> the music. So, yeah, so I mean, like, why are you asking our opinions? Because I want to make believe that I care. <laughs> he wants to know if we have taste or not. No, we well, don't. I know you don't. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, any final words to wrap up the show? Go buy Echo Blade, everybody. It's a fantastic game. Might just do that. I fall into the abyss of my gaping butthole. There he is. Ah, there's the butthole guy. There's the butthole guy. Mm-hmm.